Hello and welcome to the Liberty Squadron podcast. Today I am joined by Rob Neisler. Hey yo. And Paul Braggins. Good evening. So a little bit different crew from the first episode, but we're going to have a good time today and we got some fun stuff to talk about, which in that case, I think Mr. Braggins here has a uh, tournament he might want to talk about, which congratulations on the win. Thank you. So uh, what did you uh, what did you win the day with? Um, so I was flying resistance because yay resistance. Um, same list yay, I took to pack some yay resistance. Same list I took to um, Pax Unplugged. So I was flying three T70s. I had nine num, 10 Minwex. Someone is degenerating the T70s. Nine num, 10 min Wexley, the boosty one. Zay Versio. I had Yeager in the Fireball. And I had Merle Cobbin in the A-Wing. <laughs> for shenanigans. And you pulled off those shenanigans from what I heard. I did. Um, I... The, re- the results said I went 5-0. and Technically, I went 4-0 and because I only played four games. The first round, I had a bye. Um, but yeah, no, like, that list is solid, man. I mean, I went to, what, top eight with it at PAX? And now 5-0, and theoretically, at ECG. It's just so solid. It turns out uh, five ships with three of them being T-70s uh, is good. All of them having heroic also helps, <laughs> and none of them More. are Poe, which is really none interesting of them are po too because he's too expensive. Ah, really? Right. You really think that? I, I think for what that list does, Poe is too expensive. I will still stand by Overdrive Poe being the most fun you can have playing X Wing. I've not tried Falcon Poe yet. The problem is, is that when you put a seven, eight, nine point ship in a list, you're going to be compromising somewhere. This list doesn't compromise. It's just solid all round. And that's what you want to get results. Yeah. If you want to get results, you've got to go with something that is going to be reliable. Poe will do one game where he'll be the best thing ever. And then the next next game, he's just going to die and you're seven points down and you're fighting to claw it back. I, I see where you're I see where you're coming from. I've uh besides the list I'm playing right now, I think I've fallen into the I need an I six uh sickness. Uh because there's so much I six flying around, namely Vader and Anakin, so still mm-hmm. just Vader. <laughs> um my question on this list that I'm curious about, how did Yarrick do? because uh, normally the main fireball you see is always, of course, Kaz, because he's mm-hmm. Uh, just a, he's he's just a T seventy with three greens. Um, so how did how did Jarek go? Uh, do um, I think one game he just got blown away at the end. Like he didn't do a lot, but on the other hand, he's three points. Yeah, and he's I five. The I five mag pulse. I'm sure the I five uh, mag pulse really quite nice. Um, that actually made it into the list for packs because I was expecting to see more Naki a lot. I was okay. expecting to see double or at least single reinforced decimators a lot, and I figure it would be a shame if something happened like reinforced token before the rest of my list shot at you. Yeah, I mean, it, even without Morna Key, uh, Jam is good, it turns jam out. Jam is good. 
Uh-huh. And also the 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 free not free but the guaranteed crit for crates having having something in your list to have somewhat consistent crit generation is really nice for salvage. But also it's nice to just have something that is that fast so you can do the three forward then the three slam. And if you do put him in a bad position to get a block on something where you know he's going to die. So long as it's not a TIE Fighter or a Droid, you're probably trading up. Very true. Very, And he's I-5, so he's pretty much, with considering how much health he has in that fireball, he's basically guaranteed to get at least one shot off before getting killed. He's, he's not going to get initiative killed, most likely. I've had him initiative killed just through sheer dumb luck by Defender Vader before. That can happen. But that was it. That can definitely happen. Um, I will say, looking at the lists here, one list that jumps out to me is Will Hayes with pulling the Lin Gava tie FO with Scorch backdrafting quick draw. So he's pulling the uh, <laughs> out, out you know maneuver what? quick draw at that. I every time I saw Bill playing, and bearing in mind he's got a two month, I think his baby's a month younger than mine. He's got a two month old baby. Um, so he's probably not getting a whole lot of sleep. Every <laughs> time I saw his table, he had a smile on his face because he was just enjoying that list so much. I can definitely love super fast, right? They've uh-huh. got like the speed, John. Uh, slamming tie SFs, yeah. And FOs, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then of course, uh, Fanatical everywhere mm-hmm. on everyone except Backdraft because uh, Scorch... And Lingava are probably going to give up that shield really easily, but then yep. you get a free mod out of it. Yep. And Quick Draw, of course, gets that funky. I'm gonna, I'm gonna slam out. Uh, the 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 fun thing you do with Quick Draw is you do a three speed maneuver, and then you do a three sloop, which you mm-hmm. can then still do. You can slam a three sloop. Still do the pattern analyzer, focus barrel, or focus Take rotate. A, yeah, exactly. Get the token from pattern <laughs> yep. analyzer, lose a shield, and then do an outmaneuver shot into whatever, whatever you're going after. It's, <laughs> I don't know how great it is, but that does sound incredibly fun. <laughs> it, it's the kind of play I think you make where you know quick draw is going to die one way or another, so you try to get her dead as quickly as possible, but you make sure she's taking at least two things with her. Yeah, exactly. If quick draw can trade for like two real ships, I say real in that it's not a, a black squadron ace tie fighter or mm-hmm. like BB eight, um, you're probably gonna be doing well. Yeah. So and uh I see uh, Tom still flying the same list that I played against him at RSG with Flight Leader Ubel, Vader, Boy Vader, uh, yep. Boy Mauler, and Backstabber, actually. He swapped out, uh, I didn't notice, he swapped out Countdown for Backstabber, so he went mm, with all the boys. That, the The list on here is wrong. He didn't have Backstabber. He had a... Um, ah, okay. He did have a... Whichever the re- whichever the striker is, that when you do damage, he can take yeah. a stress and cancel Countdown. everything but one hit. Countdown, yep. yeah. And the probably the Black Squadron Ace Tie Fighter. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's the same list he had at uh at yeah, Red yeah, yeah. And um, what... yeah, I play- I played him round five. And one, and I I, I do hear that uh, Ubel died a uh, very unglorious death. Ubel died an unglorious death when he put Merle in his bullseye, failed to kill him, and then. 
got shot at by literally everything else in the list. The Black and Squadron well. Ace literally took one look at Temin Wexton and thought, I'm going home now. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out uh, ships that aren't decimators don't like having zero green dice. No, no. <laughs> um, but also, even when they've got three green dice, if they just decide that the person shooting at them is scary enough, they're just going to be like, nope, I'm yanking that eject button. Out I go. Yep. Peace out. Going home. <laughs> Uh, and then can't uh, can't forget friend of the podcast Brett Freeman rocking uh, Obi Wan in the uh, Aether Sprite, Anakin in the Aether Sprite with his the good old Seven B, uh, Adi Galia and Click, which I believe is also the same list he took to Pax as well. Um, I would I think so, yeah. Extremely high skill floor, uh, skill ceiling list. I don't <laughs> know if I have it in me to fly that. Brett makes flying Jedi look so easy, and the he only does. way he manages that is because he practices it so much. Like he he's does. used this list or a list very similar to this. I'm going to say probably for as long as I've known him. He, there was a small stint that I knew him that he was flying Empire here and there, but mm. as soon as he was done with Empire, he was right back to Republic. Yeah, and it comes down to fly what you love, mm-hmm. but also knowing what you're flying. Yeah, I honestly think Brett could probably fly could probably fly a Delta Seven with his eyes closed. <laughs> isn't that the isn't that the truth? Mm-hmm. Isn't that the truth? So uh, ECG always an awesome event. Again, congratulations, Paul, to your win. Thank you. Buy or not, you still went undefeated. So yep. with a baby all. in tow. But yeah, th- that's I think the that's most the impressive. most impressive part of the tournament. <laughs> so I was at, at several points at several points in the pictures. You can see me. He's in the baby backpack. <laughs> That's a it's a good way to get him started. He'll he'll, uh-huh. he'll have those uh, those memories he can't really pull, but everything will seem familiar. <laughs> what happened? Who were these people? Why do I know them? T seventy. Why does that why does that word? I just can't get it out of my head. Say congrats, Paul. So looks like he's heroic and very very loudly. Only no, resistance I didn't chat too here. loudly. He was asleep. I was. <laughs> that was really interesting. That I was the only resistance player. Hmm. Oh, I didn't even notice that. And especially yep. since Red Seal, what two weeks before, there'd been like six of them. Hmm. There's a lot of rebels though. Extended. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know if we mentioned that it was an extended tournament. So you've got your E wings. You've got uh, you got Dash Rendar in there. I hate that ship. <laughs> that, that was the one list I think I was like actively not wanting to fight because it was Dash, Saw, and Ahsoka. I'm like, no. I did fight. Hang on a minute. That was. I did uh, fight that list. I promised Gary I would never. I wouldn't speak of it though. So we're not. Yeah. Move. We'll, we'll move on. And I yeah. just have to throw it out there, partially for Rob. There was a gunboat. In fact, there was two. After my own heart. <laughs> we're, we're, they're going to get like, that reprint. They're going to get that reprint. It's, it's something close to Hatchet Man, too. Looks, I don't think you can fit classic Hatchet Man in 2.5 anymore, but he has protons and clusters, so you have something at any range, no matter where you are. Yeah, yeah, but you're also missing Vader. <laughs> mm, but, uh, I don't know. Any range munitions, uh, that, that's, that's close to Vader, right? 
Sort of. Well, I, but I mean, normally it was uh, the the gunboat plus Vader in the list for Hatchet Man. So you just mm -hmm. had two ships that just hit like a truck. Uh, and you could ignore either one. And a shuttle, yeah. Rip <laughs> the Lambda shuttle. AMG, give me my Lambda, please. It's the most iconic Star Wars ship. I'll fight on that. I, I don't... Mm, <laughs> it's up there. It's in the list. I, would, I don't think it's at the top. It's in my no. list. That's a fair point. <laughs> so, anyway, moving on from ECG. Uh, obviously, we had a very large tournament last weekend as well. Namely, the main big tournament before Worlds. The Las Vegas Open happened. Um, it was a pretty decent turnout. Very diverse lists, I will say. We've been kind of, before the podcast, we were kind of going over all the different things that we saw at LVO, which diverse or not, we definitely saw a lot of the same stuff we saw at PAX. Um, Cause I think people are starting with a big asterisk to kind of figure out what from the hot shots and from the two, um, the uh, two scenario packs uh, really meshes with what's already out there. I'm sure there's still more to figure out and find, but there's definitely some combos that have uh, seeped through the cracks that people have already found. <clears throat> six point oh. Darth Vader. Mm. It turns mm -hmm. out six point Darth Vader is really good. <laughs> Who would have thought? Um, so the uh, winner of LVO was uh, one James Stumbo with a list that I still to this moment cannot figure out how he how he did it. So props to him. But he's rocking uh, on the Separatists, Dirge, uh, with Proton Cannons, False Transponder, uh, the title, and Seismic. The Not Siege of Coruscant, Dooku, which is a surprise, with Hate, Proton Torpedoes. The biggest surprise is General Grievous Crew, because you don't get to fly arguably the best ship in the Separatists, Grievous. Uh, Proton Bombs and the title. And then three bombardment drones with proximity mines. Uh, so very interesting list. And uh, Rob and I were talking. I think this list preys a lot upon people's target priority, right? Because uh -huh. generally how he deployed it in the games that I saw, I wasn't there, but I did watch uh, Gold Squadron uh, stream. He would generally deploy the three bombardment drones on one side of the board. Dooku on the opposite side, and then Dirge kind of in the middle. But Dirge and Dooku are both cloaked. Uh, and then it kind of, I think, toyed with people's target priority. Rob and Paul, what, 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 do, what do you think? Uh, he brought a knife to a gunfight and did really well with it. Like, uh, supposedly none <laughs> of his ships shot all that much. Uh, the proximity mines are the part that stands out to me. Especially with the Balmaro Joe, going to drop him in front. Like, I'm just yep. going to roll up on you and just drop a prox mine. That's awesome. Yeah, and especially at that initiative, you know, you just fly in and set up for the bump, especially with three of them. Ship bumps into you, you're eating a prox mine one way Damn. or another. Yeah. yeah. So good. So. Uh, I'm going dis to disagree with Rob's analogy and say he actually bought a hand grenade. <laughs> I think that's, because, that's a better analogy. analogy. He's right. Those prox mines. Oh, you bumped me this turn. Okay, well, next turn it'd be a shame if I dropped another one. 
<laughs> oh, you moved over <laughs> me and you didn't die. It would be a shame if I turned around and dropped another one. Because the only action I'm doing is reloading. Uh, can you reload? Oh, that's a good point. Lines? Can you reload a bombardment drone? I, Probably not. I th- it's not the bombardment drones. I just think you can't reload uh, proximity mines specifically. I am going to be honest. I generally don't fly things with stuff that goes boom unless it's a proton torpedo. And out of respect for you, uh, I'm correct. not going to yeah, talk you, about you those. Get Two charges of prox mines, but it specifically states... It cannot be recovered. Okay. Yeah. But still, that's still six proximity mines. If you engage those first, Dirge and Dooku are coming after you. Mm-hmm. If you go after Dirge or Dooku, they're not going to die because they're cloaked, and they're just going to tank the shots even if they do start bleeding damage. Meanwhile, the three bombardment drums are just happily sitting on objectives as far away from anything else, just gathering yep. points. Sitting on rocks, because they can yep. still do that. Dirge so, also it's... has my favorite upgrade in the game, which is the proton cannon. <laughs> <laughs> I have been on the uh, receiving end of a proton cannon recently, and uh, I don't like it. I have been on the receiving end of a proton cannon once. It was on Huxeld Gaming about a week after they came out. Never again. <laughs> It went poorly. <laughs> so it's what if HLC uh, was angrier? What if HLC hurt? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of the Mangler Cannon from 1.0. Yeah, I can Ooh. see it. So. Uh, see, this list reminds me of a really dumb list. I never got to flying 2.0, but really wanted to. Where I had a, a Star Fortress that was paired with. Uh, a bucket fireball that had Amelin Holdo and a cloaking device, and you just oh, cast no. a cloaking token to the Star Fortress and fly it around with three agility and drop bombs. Uh-huh. I think this list performs better, but it has the same wacky element. I like same it. vibe, same vibe. See, <clears throat> yeah. see, see you, you were just in the wrong place at the wrong time, Rob. Absolutely. You Maybe I need to play separatists. LVO. <laughs> yes, you do need to play separatists. <laughs> But uh, anyway, so the uh, second place list was uh, Patrick Hansen with Defender Vader, the big, the bad, with Malice, uh, Juke, and Heavy Laser Cannon. Hey, look, there's Heavy Laser Cannon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Captain Faroff with Seventh Sister, just goes hand in hand. And the ship I'm most interested in is Second Sister in the uh, TIE Interceptor with Extreme Maneuvers, Ruthless, shield upgrade and sensitive controls so you can get those extreme maneuvers boosts in the system phase with second sister which i think is just the the places you can end up or the way the ways you can knife fight with that yep it's it's kind of going back to an almost um echo level of pre-movement repositioning yeah, I can I can definitely see where you're coming from. The trick is is that second sister gets three green dice yep. and force and can take yep. evades and doesn't mind spending them. Unlike yep. Echo. Love it. Yep. <laughs> and can just sacrifice the Academy pilot for extra damage. Or Captain Faroff, for mm. that matter. Mm, Which yeah. The, yeah, the last ship is a you know a little old I one Academy pilot who just likes to hang near objectives or carry things. It's his first day. <laughs> first day <laughs> flying with Darth Vader and second sister. That is quite the, the first sights. day out of the academy. 
He's the tour guide. <laughs> so unfortunately, we will mention that in uh, in the final table, uh, Defender Vader, rest his soul, did decide to fly off the table. Um, Patrick was behind, and uh, Dooku had done a move that was going to bump uh, Vader, and Vader really needed to not have to only take range zero shots. So Patrick had Faroff coordinate a boost to Defender Vader. And when he did that, there was a rock in the that they had cornered at the top of the board. And I'm looking at that Vader and I'm looking at that rock and I'm going, that's too far. Lo and behold, for Vader 4K'd off the board. Uh, it was, a, it was a, a risky maneuver that I think he had to make because had he not... Range zero shots weren't going to get him because he was already behind. Range zero shots weren't going to get him back in the game. Uh, so I didn't definitely understand where he was coming from. But a small misjudgment like that was uh, enough to end the game, unfortunately. Um, but congrats to both players because they both have Worlds invites. Uh, so hopefully I will get to see them out there uh, and hopefully not have to play against either of them. <laughs> <laughs> and that's Chance just cursing himself to playing one of them round one. I'm probably going to play. Uh, see, see, not I'll take that because that means I made it through the LCQ. So there you I'll go. take that. Oh, good point. Yeah, because <laughs> I don't have a world's invite, so I have to, to play in order to win worlds. The, uh, last chance. Yeah, yeah, last chance qualifier. Chance's last chance. I think I got this. I did it last time, so. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just gotta I just gotta play eighteen rounds of X Wing to win worlds. It's, it's fine. I I, I got three this. days. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> you don't yeah, need to sleep. Yeah, it's fine. I'm I'm not gonna hate myself after the end of this or anything. No, it's it's fine. It's fine. That's what I'm. <laughs> it sounds kind of dumb. That's what I'm partially training for. Just trying to get back in better shape so I can handle standing playing X Wing for eighteen <laughs> rounds over three days. It's not a bad idea. You know, it I really isn't my knees are killing me i mean it really isn't if you've never played in a like big large scale tournament before that's over two days um which hasn't been a thing around here for a while most of them have only been three to five rounds and no like cut or anything like that in a second day you feel it you it, you both in your in your body and in your head <laughs> So, I will uh, never forget how tired I was driving back from the Nova Open. <laughs> <laughs> yup. Five yep. rounds day one, crashing I, out of 16 day two, but my knees just no. I remember uh, after making cut at Nova, uh, realizing I had to play Brett first round in the cut. One, I barely slept. Uh, because I was just trying to go over every possible outcome in my head of how I could try to win. And then I woke up and between a combination of playing five rounds and not sleeping, I probably didn't put myself in the best scenario. Uh, and Brett outplayed me. Uh, so hats off to Brett uh, for knocking me out of cut at Nova. <laughs> I haven't forgotten. <laughs> But, uh, but moving happens. moving on, some lists that I wanted to uh, to talk about, because uh, as I mentioned in the episode, you will be able to hear before this. Uh, I've been flying uh, a six uh, six ship first order list 
uh, because resistance gets stinky five ships. I get an extra one because of first order is better. We can get six ish <laughs> if you want to get out of here. We just yeah. don't want to. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> Mitch Hurst made it to top four with the same list that I've been running, except he's been running a tractor beam on Gaelic at I five instead of ion cannon which I have thus taken that idea and run with it. And in the limited testing I've done so far, I really like the tractor beam over the, the dual ion. Um, but then the other list I want to talk about is in day one, uh, coming in at seventh, the one of the four and ones is uh, Malaris, Gallic with the tractor beam, Scorch, DT or or a scorch, yeah, bigger uh, scorch, bigger scorch, uh, backdraft, and Captain Phasma. So you drop static and recoil and pick up two SFs, which are also all I four. So you have two I fives and all I fours. So you don't screw up your initiatives at all. Um, I I just like the idea of having more consistent actual three die guns versus the the ion from static. Maybe I'll regret it, but uh, I've I tried it once and I really like how it plays, and I was glad to see it did well here. Uh, so that's uh, that's something I'm going to keep uh, looking into. Um, Rob, what uh, what uh, did you see at LVO that caught your eye? Oh man, uh, here let me try to find it real quick. My my most exciting list was actually seeing the Mandalorian do three uh, get, get three wins. <laughs> Yeah, that was on day. Which one was that? I lost it. I had it here and I lost it. I mean, I lost it too, and I'm the one who was supposed to talk about it. So, <laughs> now I can't find it. But regardless, there was a uh, Boba Kane and oh. It's Boba Kane and Mando. Uh, Boba had yep. elusive Proxmines, Marauder, Sokatano, and Veteran, which I, f- I feel like that's like his standard loadout at this point. Uh, Kanan with Maul. And then the Mando with Fearless, Marksman, IG-88, Lando, HLC, Babu Frick, and the title. Hey, hey! Hey, hey! <laughs> oh, God. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's hilarious. But I just like seeing the Mando playing. on there. Yeah, it's hilarious when someone's flying Babu and they're eating up all the tokens and then one turn, you just have to dump like four tokens on the ship. <laughs> but sometimes sometimes being able to save all those tokens can win you the game. I, I've seen it happen. Being able to discard stresses and stuff on the uh, on the Mandalorian to free up that dial because it does not they- have the greatest of blues. <sighs> There are no illicits on this list. That this can't be hidden complete, right? because it's the Mandalorian. That's not how that works. <laughs> <laughs> it has to be part of the list. Isn't Babu freaking illicit? Oh, oh, he is. True. He is yeah. an illicit. Is he is he hidden underneath the Razor Crest title? <laughs> just pops out in the middle of the match. It landed on him. Surprise! Every, every time you flip the Babu card, you have to go hey 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 every single time. Oh man, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> So, Paul, is there anything at LBO that caught your attention? Right. Um, day one in 10th place, Blue Squadron Novice. 
very familiar looking list just with a few tweaks. Oh, yeah, how about that? Aloasti, Zay Versio, Jarakiga, Roby Tice. Roby Tice, the i4 3.8 wing that no one really knows what that does. This is the first time I think I've ever seen it I on this fortress, does, if I'm going to be honest. I don't know what anything the resistance does. That, that, except that's... annoy me. You should know plenty what the resistance does. I use it against you all the time. Uh, because he note, does stuff to him. That's why he, what, he just doesn't care. What Roby does is after you defend at range one, if the attacker modified its dice, the attacker gains a deplete. That How much is Roby? Three. Three points with four loadout. Okay. Heroic and yeah. baffle. Yeah, I mean, that's why I had... Um, I don't know. I think, yes, Roby being I4 means you can match your initiatives better, but I still think Merle is the better choice. I think if... And this will never happen, but if I was flying that resistance list, I think I would also probably go with Merle. It's it's not hard to line up that bullseye, and with all the bobas and ubles and whatnot in the in the world, it's even easier to line up that bullseye. What well, uh, not really Merle's bullseye. Like Merle has to be in your bullseye. Oh, see, I don't know what what how resistance works. <laughs> Merle, plonk, Merle plonks himself in your bullseye. When a ship, friendly ship at range 0 to 2, 0 to 3, of Merle shoots at the ship that's got Merle in the bullseye, they roll one less green dice. Yeah. I heard Boba loves rolling one green die with a reroll. <laughs> I heard he loves it. <laughs> Many things love having green dice taken away. It is it is known. There was also, there was another one that really entertained me. Hang on, where are we? Where are we? Where are we? Where are we? It was on day 2. It was the Anakin Y-Wing list. Just because it's liberally distributing torpedoes at everything it comes across. Here we go. Big Stella, 22nd place, 3 and 2. Anakin Skywalker in the Y-Wing. Oddball in the Y-Wing. Matchstick in the Y-Wing. And Wolf. Oh my god, how did I miss this? That's three that sets. Of, on that's, stream. But the Anakin, this, yes, this was on stream. The Anakin build just looks funny. Anakin with instinctive aim, torpedoes, a weapon systems officer, an R4 astromech and synchronized console. So he fires the torpedoes with instinctive aim, acquires the target lock, passes the target lock to Oddball, who then fires his torpedoes. If he doesn't spend his torpedo target lock, passes the target lock to Matchstick. This is hilarious. I love it. And don't forget, Ahsoka Tano, if someone needs to take a target lock instead, uh-huh. Ahsoka can give them a focus. Yep. Is that basic wolf and not uh, that's scenario wolf? wolf. That's yeah. basic wolf because scenario wolf can't take Ahsoka. Right. That's yeah. Yeah. I mean, yes, it went three and two. So is it like the epitome of Republic builds? Not at all. Does it look funny? Yes. It has Tearfon Belly Run. So it's the <laughs> hey, best. What's wrong with Tearfon Belly Run? Tearfon Belly Run is the best Y Wing trait for zero points. It is. <laughs> Is. I feel like this list, when it succeeds, succeeds for the same reason that James's list does. The person at the table just goes, "Wait, what?" And <laughs> I don't know what to do. And then they. I really wonder players. what it's like to play against that list in salvage, where when you shoot the Y wings, your crit turns to hit while they're not critically damaged, and yep. they generate crits uh, really easily, as it turns out, with proton torpedoes. So trying to play the scenario against this list in salvage just sounds like literal hell. I would not like to be flying something with less than two green dice against that list. Yeah, 
I, the only thing I could maybe see it is like a double reinforced Morna, and that's about it. But even then, exactly. <laughs> but it turns out if you watch the Gold Squadron stream of this, the trick is just get range one. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yep. That kind of turns off other yep. stuff. It turns off. Ev- they can still like pass the locks back and forth for range one attacks, but it's only three dice. It, it's only three dice. Only one of them has a turret. And it's only a dorsal. It's not an ion turret or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. also, I we've seen before uh, arcs uh, die if you shoot them um, really easily. Yeah. Uh, all of these ships only have one green die. So if you shoot them, yeah. they're probably taking damage. They have a lot of health. But uh, they can only tank so much, and they're not exactly. Yeah. Uh, none of these are uh, what one would call agile ships either. No, not at all. So it's yeah, definitely. If these wings wings <laughs> don't nuke something on their first pass, they're in trouble. Yeah, even if they do, they're in uh, trouble. Yeah. You get one ship up there, and you can gunk it all up. And then the rest of your list just takes advantage. Because if they're bumping, they can't take their locks. If they can't take their locks, there's the entire list just falls apart. Well, you say that, but that's why there's got the Anakin with the instinctive aim and the weapon systems officer, so it doesn't oh, matter yeah, if you bump. that's right. That's very true. That's very true. I didn't even think of that. Well, but the thing is, if Anakin's bumped, he can't instinctive aim. If there's nothing else in his arc, that is. Yeah, 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 yeah. If there's nothing else in his arc, sure. Um, I just think this is one of those cases where, obviously, the list won more games than it lost. Yeah. So it definitely deserves credit for that. It's an interesting list. I would fly it just for giggles. <laughs> I need to borrow some Y-Wings. Yeah, right. I think I have one, because I bought one and then realized that they weren't any good and I was never going to fly them and I think I flew uh, this guy's proving your wrong chance I, yeah it goes to show what I know I didn't uh, go 3 and 2 at LVO oh. <laughs> Hint, I wasn't at LVO as well I just want to shout out, shout out to Brett Freeman who I once bet to fly Anakin who I once dared to fly Anakin Skyrock and Wing. see it can be done <laughs> see, I was there when he tried that and I destroyed him in his first round of that tournament. It's the only time I've ever beaten Brett. It was your decided birthday. to fly that Y Wing. It was your birthday. That's why he let you it... win. <laughs> Thanks, Are you Paul. trying to really, say uh... that you let him no, win? He, he just did not like that list at all. <laughs> it's an Anakin that he can't double reposition with. And that, was, that was the issue, yeah. 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 Um, I will say, uh, going back to the lists that made the top cut, we do have uh, Jeremy Chambly flying the exact same list he flew at PAX of uh, Boy Vader, The Boys, Backstabber, and Mauler. They're back in town. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Black Squadron Ace and uh, Flight Leader Ubel. Uh, it's a consistent list. It puts down consistent damage. Everything is I-5 or I-6, except your little objective guy, who, let's be real, the Black Squadron Ace, just like the Academy pilot in the Defender Vader list, just flies around objectives or carries a box. And that's mm-hmm. all he does. And he's two points. And yep. that's fine. It's two <laughs> points for Ubble to rip this when he needs to. 
Exactly. Uh, usually the Black Squadron Ace is on the opposite side of the board where everything else is happening. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, But I also want to point out, and I just want to point this one out because I find it both a little funny and amazing. Someone actually made it in the cut with Boy Vader, Juno Eclipse in the uh, X1, Merrick Steel in the X1, and Major Vermeil, which I feel like I have to mention that there's a Vermeil in cut, with Ruthless Child and Shield Upgrade. So three X1s and a Reaper. That sounds really fun to fly, and it probably looks really cool on the board. I'm surprised I'll agree that it that. made it this far. Yeah. I'll agree with I, all those statements. Yeah. The, I, when I look at the TIE X1... I look at it as being comparable to a T65. Where in terms of points, in terms of what it can do, like just, just as a chassis. I look at this and I think it's three, it's three X-Wings and a U-Wing. Traditionally, we know that doesn't necessarily work. Mm-hmm. This worked because whoever was... Whoever, I'm looking at List Fortress, so I can't see the player's actual name. Obviously uh, got Gavin. very, 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 very clever and practiced a lot. I'm sure he also used the fact that, you know, obviously Vader hits hard and then Juno and Merrick are both I-5 to try to yep. get initiative kills in. Juno um, just scooted. Juno and Merrick probably scooted around the edges of the board. Vader dangled himself out there like a bait that no one was ever going to be able to kill and Vermeil just did Vermeil things. I will say something, and this this list doesn't have it, but something I saw recently that you can do with Juno Eclipse that I didn't even think of is uh, passive sensors on Juno Eclipse, which mm-hmm. means at I-5, she can take a target lock and then boost. Yep. So you get a, a engagement uh, I-5 boost to either potentially arc dodge or get a better shot. So you can kind of take your target lock later and then boost mm-hmm. it whatever you're target locking. Which I think is cool. I don't know how useful it is still, but it's a neat interaction. Well, she's still got the um, the advanced targeting computer, so she was still boost into range one. Then she's rolling four dice with the mm-hmm. free hit to crit, right? Correct. Hey, hey. I five. It's it's, it's something to, to see. It's something to laugh at. Yeah, it's interesting to see how X1 is succeeding too, because historically, mm-hmm. any X1 that's not named Vader doesn't do particularly well. I also like that Major Vermeil has Baby Yoda on board. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes, he does. Uh, I, I was going to say, though, the T65, just like the X1, normally the only pilots that do good in them are both Force users and of the Skywalker family. Wedge, you see Wedge here and there, but really Luke is the go-to pilot in the T-65, and Vader is the go-to pilot in the X-1. That I don't know, man. Jack Porkins is making a big comeback lately. Four, four points, Kamikaze Porkins. You can't go wrong. <laughs> yeah, man. I want death boost into an unstable engine explosion. Come on. That, oh. Yep. I've, I've, seen it ha- I've only seen it happen once, and it only did damage to my opponent. That's unfortunate. <laughs> I, Sometimes it'd be like for, that. Maybe for them, I was very okay with it. Of course you were. Yeah. 
So if we're talking about the cut, uh, one other list I wanted to bring up, especially because for the second week in a row, Liberty Squadron podcast is a majority resistance podcast, uh, is there was a resistance list in the cut. Yay! There was. Consisting of two A-wings, two X-wings, and a pod. It was Lulo uh, with her Predator shield upgrade, Tally with Proton Torps, which we're going to talk about in a minute. Never seen that before. Yeah, I know. I, I definitely want to talk about that. Uh, Nine Numb with Marksmanship, Pattern, Magpulse, Jamming Beam, Zayversia with Heroic, M9G8, and then Finn with his Heroic Elusive and Perceptive. Uh, I like all the pieces. I'm not sure about taking Torpedoes on an A-Wing. I don't think I've ever locked with an A-Wing in the entire history of me playing this game. What do you think, Paul? I have locked with an A-Wing when, for some reason or another, the A-Wing has already had a focus. Or if I knew that I wasn't engaging this turn, so I'd engage next turn. Um, Tally with torpedoes. I get it. She's... What, four points now? She's a cheap torpedo carrier out of five. But there is nothing in that list to... Because the pods can't coordinate, right? Um, Uh, I think they have a red one. I think it has a red one. Uh, Oh, no, that's BB... Yeah, though they do not have a coordinate. They have a jam, that's what So there's is. no way to give her the second mod that makes the Proton Torpedo reliable. So I would question... I would question the logic of putting Torpedoes on Tally. I feel Except... like Prophets would be the better way to go. She still has a missile she... slot, right? No, I do not believe she does. Away. I can't they took that away when they gave her torpedoes. Correct. That's fair. Correct. I'll give it a go. I mean, I, I'm i not one to uh, always be like, hey, I'm always right. I'm always going to try a different thing. I'd happily fly it and see what I, I don't know. I'd like, I've got Yasby up right now, and she can take... So I'm looking at her, what her upgrades. She can have three talents, a torpedo, a mod, and a tech, right? So first we start off with advanced optics because she's an A-wing. Then we give her heroic... Then we give her, should we say, starboard slash, and we've still got four points for something else. So we could give her, we could just give her advanced angle deflectors. Now let's not do that. Yeah. Um, and realistically, actually, no, because that's five points. We'd have seven left. You could still give her a daredevil predator crack shot, and then you've still got enough points for. Oh, yeah, so I'm looking at it right now. I've got heroic starboard slash ion torpedoes and advanced optics. I think that's probably a better tally build. For me. Because the ion torpedoes give you the control element. The starboard slash allows you to hop over something. Focus, rotate. It gets a strain. You smack it with three dice. With advanced optics. That, that sounds like an A-wing right. too. That's more my style. Absolutely. That doesn't make it right. Um, obviously, the list we're looking at right now works. Something about it works. And I imagine it's got a lot to do with M9G8. Yeah, I think... I I have a feeling that 9, Zay, and Finn are doing the heavy lifting in that list. I personally... And I know Lulu has a shield upgrade. I personally don't believe in, in Lulu. I feel like she's a attempt at having a crappier version of a four point T70 that Zay already fills. 
as a four point two seventy. Um, it's definitely an interesting an interesting take, and I'm sure you know if the dice goes well, that I five proton torpedo, as everyone knows, can can definitely set the pace. But just looking at it, I. Uh, I would do it at least once just for the look on somebody's face where I'm like, my A-Wing's firing a proton torpedo, and they're like, what? Mm-hmm. So, I'm I'm looking at how I would do it, and I would probably have nine hit whatever I'm hitting with a mag pulse or the jamming beam first. Zay would have a lock on tally, which would allow her to reroll one dice without spending the target lock. So you've jammed off whatever green token they have, and then it doesn't necessarily matter quite so much that you're only rolling a single modded torpedo. It's true. Also, it's I'm true. not a big fan of Predator on T seventy on RZ2s. I'm gonna be honest. I would again probably be looking at Lula with Starbird Slash and just be hopping over things and focus rotating. Mm-hmm. Keeping keeping her less out of arcs. Because a two die RZ two, even with shield upgrade, is not terribly long for this mm-hmm. world. No, especially at especially if point. your opponent has Mel Cobin. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, come full circle. Yep. Resistance infighting. Who's Painful. the best RZ two? Resistance, resistance. ZZ. is the best RZ two. I don't think there's any. There's no. There's, I don't know. No contest. Is she at well, she's also points? the most expensive one, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, in a vacuum, yes, she's the best. In a list, eh, that becomes a bit more debatable. Yeah. yeah do I, I've I take been seeing a ZZ lot. And a T seventy X wing, like uh, I've been seeing a lot of the three point A wings or uh, yeah, A wings, honestly, especially because Zay exists. Yeah. And absolutely. For any of the other yeah. A wings, let's be real. I will take a four point T seventy over a four point A wing, mm-hmm. and I don't care about initiative any day of the week. No, uh, three and, point but, RZ two though, on the other hand, yeah. has a lot has a lot of uh, utility. Yeah, if, especially if you either don't want to or are already taking pods. Yeah, the three point A wing was our consolation prize when it took our Y wings away. The Y wings. <laughs> I have opinions on the Y-Wings. I will say, too, I think having at least one three-point A-Wing in the list helps because the T-70s aren't necessarily... They, they have a boost, but they're not particularly fast, generally. No. Uh, so the no. RZ-2s are a lot better at playing objectives either for capping points because uh, they can run around and either recap, potentially, and kind of be out of the way. Or just to get another ship next to a point in assault to be able to contest having a ship that you can, you know, just have a little more, a little more speed with, even if it's a low initiative ship can be really, really helpful because Finn is not Finn Finn does one speed maneuvers the entire game and maybe a too hard. And let's not ignore the fact that yes, it's ruthless and yes, it's going to cost you points in the short term, but a three-point A-wing, you can literally fly into the middle of your opponent's formation, try and get them to either break formation or bump, and if mm-hmm. it dies, you've lost three points. But all of those bumps are going to have cost your opponent damage and actions, 
which means you can go and capitalize on and hopefully kill something bigger. Exactly. And like you said, also, those bumps can potentially kind of mess up flight paths or something like that. For multiple turns in some cases. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Getting bumped when normally you're expecting to set up, do your maneuver to be past a rock and then mm-hmm. getting bumped and having to spend an extra turn to get past a rock can be huge. Like you look at the, the Yavin, Backstabber, Mauler, Vader formation. They have to be in each other's side arc. What if they're in the middle of a turn and suddenly they're all behind each other because they bumped? Mm-hmm. Suddenly all of those bonus dice just disappear. Exactly. So yeah, there's there's definitely something to be said for the three-point A-wings. And I mean, this did make cut, so something in it's working. Mm-hmm. But I would, uh, it, despite not being a resistance player, I would agree with you. I don't feel confident in a four point RZ2. Again, it comes down to practice and confidence. Also correct. I'm also I'm one of those people who correct. think a player who is confident and a player who is well practiced can take a reasonably bad list and still do well with it just because they know how it works and they know how the game works um one other list i want to point out uh because i know for a fact he played one of our uh, locals ted trainee is on day one uh alex farley who came right in at eight to make cut with uh, Boba, with Fearless, Proton, Contraband, Slave One, Ahsoka, and Veteran Tail, which I think is, if it's not Maul, it's Ahsoka. That's, that's one of the premier Boba builds. Hondo and Naka in the Fire Spray, with Savage Oppress, Thermal Detonators, Marauder, and vet- Veteran Tail Gunner. And then the, the card that you staple to your scum lists, Kanan with Maul. And you mm-hmm. also staple Maul to Kanan. Um, Hondo Onaka, friend to all. Yes, <laughs> I, I very, I, I will openly admit, I was extremely surprised to see that this made cut because I am just surprised that an I one fire spraying that doesn't have an easy way out, like something like Kashka does, where either she's getting maybe getting re rolls or even just being higher initiative. Uh, because Hondo's seven points. I would much rather shoot at Hondo than Boba. Obviously, the Boba player is not going to let that happen. But, uh... Hey. It is cool seeing Hondo in the cut. Uh, I still don't think he should be seven points. Uh, he has a lot of competition with every other Fire Spray pilot, but... The trick is that the fire spray chassis as a whole is just so strong between the dial, the front and back arcs, which veteran tail gunner is also just stapled to fire sprays uh, and 10 health. Uh, They they just have everything that is good in X-Wing, basically, except for linked actions, but they can take crew to kind of alleviate a lot of that kind of things. Mm -hmm. Um. It's like a six-point fire spray. I don't want to live in a world with a six-point fire spray. Unless they bring the fire spray back to Empire, like in 1.0, and I can get fire sprays in Empire at six points. 
AMG, let's talk. Say so they can yeah. make it six points. Take away the gunner slot. Call it a day. I will talk. say my <laughs> because I hate fire sprays because I am terrible at playing against them. Uh, don't play them against me, please. I still think that the fire spray should have a rotating front to back arc yes. instead of a constant front and back arc. Yes. That would make more sense thematically and it would solve a lot of balance issues. Exactly. Because, uh, like, like, the tie. Tie... Com... Go ahead. They have to completely route of the card at this point, though. Like Exactly. But, like, the, the tie brute has that turret that rotates front to back, right? The fire spray kind of has the same kind of turret where it's just two blasters pointing front or back. Um, give it linked actions so it's still good but you can't just get all the double taps and at any initiative always have something in your front or rear uh -huh. arc uh, like an initiative one fire spray would kind of have to make a decision uh, it's obviously different on something like Bobo being initiative five but uh, that's my soapbox about fire sprays uh, I'll learn how to yeah. beat them one day torpedoes <laughs> generally work yeah, see, if you also know anything about me, I also hate proton torpedoes and more or less refuse to bring them. So every time I mention them, I like to imagine chances just twitching. A little bit, <laughs> a little bit, a little eye little bit. Okay. <laughs> um, going back to what was being said about the the surprise that Hondo was the I one was living. Look at Hondo's ability, though. Choose non two not two two non huge ships that range zero to three of you that are not friendly to each other. Each ship, chosen ship may perform an action that is on your action bar, even while stressed, in the order of your choice. Let's assume at I one you're pootling along and you think, ah, Wedge is looking at me. It would be a shame if he boosted and wasn't looking at me anymore. That's actually not how that works. I know it's not, but we're why not so each chosen ship may perform an action that is on its action bar the player controlling the ship still gets to pick the action uh the trick is that it's oh. in the order of your choice so when you right. do it you could have their ship do an action and then yours or yours and then theirs whatever but you don't get okay. to pick you can't make your opponent barrel roll in front of a rock that's unfortunate yeah, yeah. Okay, There's really mind. nothing in the game that lets you, besides Tractor, there's nothing in the game that really lets you change opponents' maneuvers or placement. And anything that allowed to change yours is on the ban list. Exactly, exactly. Um, okay. Because we, people for a bit thought that Crew Hondo, because I think Crew Hondo is actually worded very similarly. It is, um, it, almost exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. So people had that thought when Hondo Crew came out. Uh, it doesn't work like that. You know what the real big difference between Crew Hondo and Pilot Hondo is? What is that? Uh, there's a couple, but the one that stands out to me is that Pilot Hondo doesn't specify, or does specify a huge ship. You can't do it to epic ships. Crew Hondo doesn't, so you could totally just coordinate a raider. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and yep. Funny you mention the Raider, because I believe that Rob has a small but epic announcement to make. I'm here all day, folks. Enjoy the veal. Um, 
So I'm a big proponent of Epic Play. Uh, for a few months, one of our local uh, squad mates, John, created a bunch of homebrew Epic points. We've been using them for a bit. We've been enjoying them. Uh, recently, over at RSG, they asked if they could have them, so we handed them out. I got permission from John to spread them out super publicly. So you will find in the show notes a complete list of Epic ship points and loadout values you can use to play Epic at home in 2.5. Uh, the only thing I ask is that if you do use them, feel free to email us at libertysquadronpodcast at gmail.com. Give us some battle reps and tell us how we can improve them so we can keep on moving forward. And also, I will also mention, which I'll have in the show notes, we do have a Liberty Squadron Discord, which there is also an epic channel, which does have activity. Uh, and we would love to see you there and talk to you. Uh, I probably won't talk to you about epic. Uh, because I don't play it. I own a Raider and a, a, a man. I don't even remember what it's called. The ship that carries ties. It's the Gazanti. The Gazanti. Thank yeah. you. I own one. <laughs> so I own both of them because they're both cool. Uh, but I've played Epic once ever, and I don't know if I'll ever play it again. <laughs> I mean, fair. But there's plenty of players in the area. Uh, that do want to play Epic, and I have watched some of the Epic games, and the points list that John has come up with, I think, is phenomenal. He's put a lot of work into it, and he's done points changes to it as well as the other points changes have come out. So it's not a, it's it's not a uh, static list. It's it it does change as everything else changes. It is uh, a living props, document, absolutely. Yes, that's the word I was looking for. Thank you. So props to John. Awesome work. Uh, someone has to keep Epic alive. I don't want it to die. I just don't have any interest in playing it. Mm -hmm. so, if AMG won't do it, we'll do it ourselves. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, I think we do still have some upcoming events too. Uh, I believe the next one is at Red Caps Games uh, February 11th. Um, Signups are up for that. Uh, on uh, Facebook, I believe. I don't know if they have a long shanks. Uh, Rob, you have an event upcoming. I do. I have an upcoming tournament at Showcase Comics and Games in Swarthmore on Saturday, March 4th. I do have a long shanks up. Uh, there's a link both in Facebook and in the Discord. Which that I will preemptively warn anyone. That is the uh, uh, get good or sorry, Grit Good Serious Tournament, because that's one of the last, if not the last tournament around here before Worlds. So people are going to be practicing. It's going to be a great time. I'm excited to see what people bring and play some good games. You guys bring your A game, and I've got plenty of prize support to give out, too. Uh, actually, I've... speaking of which, I've got another local. announcement. Uh, local player Ted came back with a whole bunch of prize support that he's been giving out to all of the stores around. I will be using some of it at Showcase. Uh, big props out to Ted, uh, AMG, uh, and all the staff at LVO. Uh, specifically, I believe Courtney was her name, was the one that helped Ted hand a bunch of stuff out because he mentioned that he knew a lot of the community organizers in the area. So a lot of the stores in the area are going to be getting Inferno Squadron cardboard to give out. And I also have a set of Smoky Dice that I will be handing out to the winner of the showcase tournament at the fourth. There you go. We haven't had dice as a prize in uh, before the dark times. <laughs> yeah. Well, so that'll, uh, yeah, let's, let's get it. Let's get it going. 
Um, and then we still do have on March 25th uh, a tournament at East Coast Gamers. Uh, we say it every single time, but uh, Mike Bird knows how to run a tournament. He is an yep. awesome guy. He already has great prize support. Uh-huh. And like Rob mentioned, he will uh, also have some prize support that Ted brought from LVO. Thank you again, Ted. Uh, and then lastly, I believe we still have to get more details, but there is a Red Seal gaming event planned in March as well. Uh, last thing I do want to mention, because I made it out there recently, the new Top Deck Games in Jersey, which used to be the go to store for X-Wing Gaming before the dark times, uh, opened their new location recently. It is amazing. It is, yes, it is massive. It is incredibly clean and new and fancy. The store is amazing. And the play area is equally massive and amazing. And apparently they're adding a kitchen in as well. Yes, they are. Which, if any of you ever played at Gamers Heaven in Phoenixville, being able to play X-Wing and then have someone bring chicken tendies out to you while you're playing is premier level x-wing that was the one thing i really missed from the old war ball games i used to play in bromley in london back before i moved here was that you'd go downstairs you'd make your food order toddle back upstairs get back to playing x-wing and then a burger would arrive (laughs) like "Hmm, burger and nachos while i'm playing x-wing and i didn't have to put in any effort Yup. So I believe right now the plan there mostly is uh, Thursday nights for Uh, X-Wing. I will ahead of time let you know there is a table fee per se at Top Deck, but I like how they do it. It's a $10 charge to play at a night, but you're actually buying $10 in store credit. It's not just a fee. So you can save that up. You can spend it right away whatever i actually used that ten dollars plus some credit i had gotten uh (laughs) before they moved to uh to buy some star wars legos for my desk at work and i already put them up yes (laughs) um so uh there is a there is a price to play Uh but i think it's really cool how they worked it out um and then also rob you guys generally come out on tuesdays at showcase games as well to just play either casually or if someone's looking for practice find us in the discord and uh i can almost guarantee you you can find someone to play either to teach you if this is somehow this somehow through some happenstance this podcast is one of your first introductions to x-wing or even if you're just new to the game in general and are just looking to learn more uh we will gladly teach you or kick your butt if you're trying to get good um Uh, so with that, I think that about wraps it all up. I'll mention it again. I will have the discord link and the Epic points in the show notes when we post that up everywhere, but otherwise, uh, Rob, Paul, thank you for coming and, uh, everyone have a great night and great. Good. Good night, everyone. Good night.